Hello and welcome to the Healing Sanctuary. I'm your host, Melissa Field, and today I'm going to be talking about how I've been feeling, working through a funk, working through some anxiety and heavy depression that came up in the last few days. This is a little bit of a shift from what I've been doing for the last um, probably about four or five weeks. For the past month, I have been making episodes based on manifesting, quantum shifting, working with energetic tools, working with the infinite energy of the universe. I really enjoyed doing this, but because I'm kind of in this dark space myself, I thought it would be good for me to come on here and just talk about what I've been feeling, how I'm working through it, and hopefully help you to either gain some tools that will help you to work through your own um, experience with where you're at, maybe to lift yourself up a little bit, or to just help you to know that you are not alone if you are having depression, anxiety, uncertainty, fear, doubt. There is nothing wrong with you. In my experience, the majority of people experience depression because of sustained negative stimuli. So this can be direct. It can be a lot of criticism that's received throughout your life. It can just be words that were said to you, even physical or sexual abuse, anything that really negates and has a negative effect on your sense of value and self-worth. Or it can be more subtle. It can be not something that was said to you, but just something that you knew or felt inside of you. For example, if you felt that your sexuality was not accepted by your family, by culture, by society, by your religion, or you just felt unsafe in your sexuality, in your gender, in your body, it could be that there wasn't a lot of exact messaging but just a knowing that people don't approve or accept of this, and that can also lead to depression. It's really anything that does not allow us to be ourselves and doesn't encourage us to see ourselves for who we really are, which is magnificent and divine, and you are a magnificent divine being. That was kind of a generalization. There are a lot of reasons that people experience depression and anxiety, But for me and for the people I know, a lot of it really just comes down to negative self-talk and often intense negative self-talk, which has come from an external source that was internalized throughout their life. So again, this could have been very obvious. It could have been things directly said to you, or it could have just been you processing the world and making sense of it in the only way you could. This world is complicated. It throws a lot of judgment at us. And I kind of stated some big ones earlier in regards to it may not have felt safe or loving to be in your sexuality or your gender or your identity. But it can also be something just more kind of subtle, like within your family, you weren't allowed to be your true self. Your family really wanted to focus you in one direction. You had a different idea for yourself and you were never free to really be who you wanted to be. They wanted you to look or act a certain way. You had your own sense of self, your own beautiful idea of who you are that was imbued in you from the creator of the universe. So it's not even always something really overt, like I am gay and people around me did not accept me. It could be something like I wanted to follow this career path and my parents really guilted me for that. So I chose this other career path, which on the surface can feel like not that big of a deal. Like, okay, I didn't choose the job I wanted, but 
Whenever we don't acknowledge ourselves and whenever we deny our own truth, we really disconnect from ourselves in a very deep and painful way. And this is kind of what I want to get into today because this is what I've been working through myself is the importance of self-honoring, the importance of self-acknowledgement, how important it is to honor our true self and not feel like we're experiencing self-betrayal in order to gain love, approval, acceptance. And those are really big things. That can be a huge trade-off. It's not a simple thing. And this is something that I often want to express about these emotions like anxiety and depression. A lot of times people talk about it as change your thoughts, think happy thoughts, focus on gratitude. Yes, that is important. I do that. I do all of the positive self-talk as much as I can. But a lot of times, the healing that we're talking about can involve a big sacrifice. It can involve saying, to be my true self, I know that these people will not accept me. And that can be your friends, that can be your family. That is huge. To lose these people who have meaning to you in order to love and honor yourself, that is not an easy choice. And anyone who tries to make it seem easy probably lives in an identity that is very strongly accepted by society. If you are a straight white male, it can be very hard to understand what you have to go through when you don't exist in all of these avenues that are like loved and supported and encouraged in a person. And the further away we get from what is, I guess you would say, culturally supported or what is emphasized as um, the most desirable, the more you really have to push back on some very strong cultural conditioning. I just want to take a moment to reiterate that these examples of depression are based in the context of what I can conceive of. So what has made you depressed or what is making you depressed might be very different than what I am talking about. And you just want to know that your experience is important and it's valid and it's real. And what affected you and is affecting you might be something that has no effect on someone else. We all experience reality from the perspective of our own unique experience. So why something has an effect on someone and not someone else is based on a myriad of variables. We all have different personalities, different parents, different guardians, different inner selves, different cultures and groups we are raised in, and that includes within the same country. Two people could live a block away from each other and be having completely different experiences and be internalizing different things. I often hear people diminish or minimize what they've gone through or what they are going through as, well, we're all, we're all going through something or everybody has their thing. That's true. But you don't want to think of it as what's happened to you or is happening to you is not important. It's important. You are a divine, sacred being. What happens to you is important. And this is one of the beliefs that often gets drilled into us that we kind of need to work out as part of our healing and relief from depression is our experiences are important and they are real. And they are things that at the end of the day, only we truly 
understand and know the meaning of. People can be supportive and they can understand in their own way. But what happens to you, what has happened to you, that's unique to you. So if something did deeply affect you, but not someone else, that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or you're weak or it shouldn't have affected you. That means within the unique set of circumstances that you're in, that impacted you. And there are things that did not impact you that definitely impacted other people But those things are not less important because they didn't have an effect on you. We're just all different. And so keep that in mind. What you're experiencing is real and is important and honor that. Honor the importance of yourself and your feelings and your experiences. Honor the uniqueness of yourself. So let's go back to what made me want to come on here and kind of talk about depression and anxiety. Working through these things today, last night, I went into one of the darkest moods I've gone into in a long time. Just pure pessimism. Nothing is going to work out. Nothing is working out. I'm crazy for thinking it will. I wanted to give up on anything. I had no intentions of coming on here and recording this episode today. I didn't even know if I would ever be recording another episode. I wanted to burn my work to the ground, give it all up, go get just a job and stop doing what I'm doing altogether. I mean, I was purely, it felt like I was purely at the end of my rope. And these dark nights of the soul can sometimes be the ones that happen right before we do make a big leap forward, but that doesn't make them any easier. It, last night, it wasn't like I was in the awareness of I'm about to have a huge breakthrough. It just felt like shit. I felt like shit for the entire night, and I was in such a dark, heavy mood when I went to bed. I didn't know what to do. It was like 11 o'clock by the time I was finally going to go to sleep, which is late for me. And I just put on some calming music and just kept repeating, I surrender. I surrender to the light within me. I surrender to the light of God. God might not be a word that you use, but that's the one that comes up for me because I was raised Catholic. And if you've ever met a Catholic person, you probably know that it has never really been worked out of them. That's a story for another day. So as I went to sleep, I just kind of kept trying to surrender and relax and repeating to myself, this will not be resolved right now. And to just go to sleep, that was all I could do at the time, which was nothing. I just had to let it go. And I had weird, funky dreams and slept on and off, you know, just like tossing and turning. And then I woke up around six. And of course, the momentum I went to bed with was there when I woke up in the morning. So I did not want to get up. I did not want to do anything. I could just feel that heavy, heavy depression on me, that sense of worthlessness and feeling hopeless, feeling like I don't want to try anymore. I, it was like all of my negative beliefs had just like flown to the surface, like a volcano erupting. And I was just laying there and it felt like I could have laid there all day. But eventually this thought kind of kicked in of these feelings are based on thoughts that I'm choosing and I can choose a new thought. As I say that, I really want to emphasize that this isn't 
trying to diminish the power of thoughts or the intensity of them. It's not saying this is just a silly little thought and I can just release it like a balloon. Like it's absolutely not that simple, especially if your thoughts are attached to something like PTSD or a really heightened emotional charge. If you had a thought at a time that was very emotionally intensified with anger, fear, um, anything like that, then that has gone through your entire nervous system. And so it's not just in your brain. But the reason I do this is not to diminish my thoughts or to say that they're, they're nothing and that I can just kind of cast one off for another, but it is to remind myself that there is a power within me and that I can choose again. And it's not going to be resolved in this exact second. The thought I choose in its place never just lifts me out of the depression, but what it does is it stops that downward spiral. It stops me from sinking further into the depression and going to a place where it lasts for weeks or months. And so when I say to myself, these feelings are based on thoughts in my head and I can choose a new thought, I don't just start thinking to myself, and I'm amazing, and I'm incredible, and this is going to be the best day of my life. Generally, I just go quiet. Generally, it just stops the momentum, and then from that place, I can at least kind of move forward. So I just start telling myself, these feelings are based on thoughts in my head, and I can choose a new thought at any time. And that in itself stops feeding into the negative thought that has been building into this depression. So going into the biology of thought a little bit, when you think a thought, electricity literally flows through your brain. And every time you flow electricity or energy through your neural networks, you kind of keep them alive. It's kind of like watering a plant. And so whenever we stop feeding energy into certain thought systems, into certain neural networks, they begin to atrophy and die away. This is a process and it's not something that just happens with one time I've stopped thinking this thought, especially if it's embedded deeply. Like for me, I have thought negative thoughts for decades. For decades now, I have told myself I am a loser. I am worthless. I have no value. That's in there deep has been a process of letting that kind of prune away and rebuilding something in a different hemisphere of my brain. So when I tell myself, this is a thought that I'm thinking, these thoughts are creating my feelings, I can choose a new thought, it effectively cuts that energy off. So it's no longer feeding that neural network. And because that neural network is not getting fed, it's not getting activated, it's not getting reinforced, it's allowing it to pull back a little bit. It's allowing the energy to now at some point go through a different area of my brain or to just flow into a different point where I can fire synapses together and create different thoughts. And a lot of times to do that, I will use visualization. Visualization for me is a really powerful way to jumpstart a new neural network because I like to see it. It gets me completely into this new state of mind. I am not trying to push against what is happening right now, but instead I just step into this inner world where I see myself where I want to be. I see myself confident, happy, successful, living this life that I know is in me below all of this negative conditioning that um, is kind of self-sabotaging me. So that's the first thing I do is I just kind of 
hit the pause button on whatever is repeating on a loop with this statement. These feelings are caused by thoughts in my brain, or I am thinking thoughts that are causing this feeling and I can choose a new thought at any time, but I don't put any expectation on it to bring those thoughts in. In that moment, I don't really feel that it's possible or helpful because when you try to rush through this process, it can generally make you feel worse, like you start to feel a backlash, but it's not a long process. Like it took me, I would say two hours to pull myself out of my funk this morning, which can sound like a long time. But again, when, when my depression goes on for two months, spending a couple hours turning my mood around is worth it. And it doesn't feel like a long time because it's like you're working through it. It's active. You're flowing energy. You're flowing emotions. You're feeling, you're starting to feel empowered because you're taking steps in a different direction. So it's not like two hours of just sitting there like, oh my God, is this ever going to end? But it's two hours of just like shifting directions of if you can imagine a boat turning as it's turning through every moment, you're getting a new view, a new perspective, and you can feel the difference. And you are facing one harbor. And as the boat turns, you're now facing this other harbor and you see it coming into view. And it's very, it's a very uplifting and fulfilling process. So, so as I start to kind of clear space and put the brakes on the negative momentum, then I start to kind of work with what I am experiencing so that eventually I will tune into positive momentum. So then I start to ask myself in regards to these negative thoughts, is this true? I don't know where this came from. I know there's some teacher out there. There is a speaker and somebody listening to this is going to know who it is, but I cannot think of it right now. And I just tried to Google it, but it just came up with a bunch of random results. But I know there is a woman who teaches a process and it's really just looking at the things you're, t you're telling yourself and asking yourself, is this fundamentally true? Is this the whole truth? Or is there something I'm not seeing? Is there another way to look at this? So the thought that was bothering me this morning is I am invisible. No one sees me. And if they do, they don't see the real me. They see a part of me. And so even if they're seeing me, they're not really seeing me. And that's a crappy feeling in itself. To truly not be seen feels like crap. But for people to only acknowledge a part of you also doesn't feel good because they're not really seeing you. So I just started to ask myself, is this true? Am I completely invisible? Am I completely unseen? Is there no one in this world who really sees me? And the answer was no. There are a few people who fully acknowledge me and all of me. They see the surface me, the deeper me. They see the work I do. They see my intentions. They see my dreams. They don't just see me in the here and now, but they also see the dream I have for myself. And they see that self also, which is very incredible that they can see even the person I'm moving towards. And these people really deeply support me fully and completely. And they have helped me to really push back against this lifelong story that I am invisible because that is a belief that developed in me over, again, decades based on experience. When people didn't see me, namely my parents, and they weren't able to really see me, and I always had to shut myself down either to be safe or to get love or to 
fit in with the family paradigm. I really kept shutting down parts of myself and it was like, they don't see me. They don't see what I need. They don't see who I really am. And so there was a sense of being invisible, but there also was times when I was like literally ignored for reasons, I guess I would attribute to generational trauma that they would just like literally ignore me and like not talk to me for weeks at a time, which to me is such a bizarre thing to do as a parent, but I have not lived in their shoes. And had I grown up in the times they grew up in, I don't know what I would be like. I may have been like them. They were essentially doing the best they could with what they knew, but what they knew caused me pain. It instilled in me the belief that I am most valuable when I am invisible. But you cannot be unseen and be valuable because nobody is seeing you. So this just really created a deep state of suffering within me. I never felt seen. I never felt loved. I never felt valued. So as I came back to this belief this morning, and belief is so powerful. Belief really is everything. What we are doing when we are recreating our lives is really recreating what we believe is possible for us. And that can be hard because sometimes we can't even separate the belief from the fact. So in other words, something will happen so often that it will come to feel like a fact and we don't even realize that there is a belief behind it that we should be acknowledging. And this was me for a long time. For me, it was a fact that I am invisible, that I have no value, that I am most valuable when I'm not being seen or heard or taking up any space. It was a belief that developed young, so I didn't realize I developed this belief. And then it was a belief that kept getting mirrored back to me. So because it was in me being projected out and everything we project out, the universe returns to us, it just kept getting solidified and feeling like a fact. And so it's not even until recently that I really began to dig into this because to me, it felt like there was nothing to dig into. This was just who I am. But when we return to questioning these things and this question, is this true? It's simple, but it can have such a profound effect. And sometimes you can't get the answer right away. It's taken me a long time to even acknowledge that this is something that I am working through because again, I had taken it on so deeply that it felt like a fact. So how do you know if you have one of these things within you? Really, if it's anything that makes you feel low about yourself, if it doesn't feel encouraging, if it doesn't feel empowering, it is probably a belief that has become deeply embedded in you over time and led you to believe that it is actually a fact. Any thought, any feeling that just feels like it weighs you down, holds you back, is not anything that is not encouraging you to live as your biggest and brightest self is most likely a belief that has become entrenched over time. Beliefs can change. Thoughts can change. But as I was talking about earlier, it can be hard. But here's kind of the paradox of it is if we repeatedly tell ourselves it's hard to change thoughts, that belief then takes over. So it's important to bring balance into this. It's important to acknowledge that, yeah, it is hard to change thoughts. You're changing your physiology. You're rewiring your brain. Your whole body is responding to the changes you're making in your brain. That takes energy. You are changing how you've shown up your entire life. The people around you are going to react to that, some positive, some negative, but it's a lot of unknowns. It's a lot happening at once. So change can be hard, but you don't want to reinforce the belief that it's so hard that it's impossible or that it can't be done. 
It's very important to work with the power of belief in a multifaceted way. You are changing your beliefs, but at the same time, you want to infuse in yourself the belief that I can change quickly. I can change in this moment. In the next moment, I could have a new feeling. I could wake up tomorrow feeling completely different and use the power of belief to accelerate this process as much as possible while again, Honoring and acknowledging that change is something that uproots the entire system. And, you know, if you do go through a hard time or you're feeling scared or overwhelmed, definitely acknowledge that and then return to kind of nurturing the belief that you can change. Change is possible. You have the power to rewrite your story today. Whatever people told you about who and what you are, you're going to erase that. The point of power is in the present moment. So what happened before, you're not going to let that define you. You are going to continue to rewrite your story from this moment forward, acknowledging that you can change. The universe is supporting you. You were born with a divine self. You were born with a knowing that you are magnificent and beautiful and perfect. You are returning to the truth of who you are. You are not creating something. You are returning to something. And that in itself sometimes brings me relief because then I'm like, it's not, it's not as hard as it sometimes feels it is. I am not creating something out of nothing. Here's something that I just learned that is really helping me out. The self-esteem, the self-love that you seek, it's already in you. It just needs to be brought to the surface. And this took me a long time to understand. I always thought that I was creating this, but creating something can really take a lot of energy. But if it's already there, then it's already a part of you and you're just clearing out what's in the way. So returning to this question of, is this true and the power of belief? When it came to my belief that I am invisible, it wasn't totally true, but, and this is important, There are a lot of instances where this is true. There are a lot of people who make me feel invisible. There are a lot of people in my life who don't really acknowledge me and what I do. They don't listen to my podcast. They're not interested in my meditations or my membership or any of my work. And because my work is an extension of me, to have them have like zero interest in it does feel like a part of me is being unseen. They just ignore its existence because for one, a lot of them are not spiritual. And so rather than saying, this is important to me, this is a part of me, I withheld my own beliefs, my own spirituality in order to gain approval which means I'm not getting approval. I am just showing them a version of their own self, basically, and saying like, here, this is you, this is what you like, rather than saying, this is me. Do you like this me? Do you like what I'm into? And I would withhold what I'm into to make myself feel comfortable, but this never ended up making me feel good, but rather like I was contorting myself and conforming myself to what other people like so that I wouldn't feel rejected or lonely or silly or like, or like my beliefs are stupid. And I had to really look at that and say, why am I conforming myself to other people? I can absolutely have these people in my life, but they shouldn't be defining me. And if I don't feel comfortable talking about what's important to me, maybe it's time for me to kind of bring in new people, which I'm going to come back to. But there are a lot of people in my life who are spiritual, but they don't listen to my podcast. They don't engage with my meditations. They use 
other meditation services, and I don't expect everyone to support me, but because I am always supporting other people, the fact that no one did it for me in return, that really hurt, um, because I would never do that. I am always showing up for other people, and so when these people didn't show up for me, that really, I think, set this energy and motion of having to look at what are my core true beliefs about myself. So for these people who are into spirituality and who don't listen to my podcast, who don't listen to my meditations or acknowledge my work in any way, it hurts because my work is an extension of me. So they are in a way ignoring a large part of me. And that is what gives me that feeling of being invisible. And that is a real feeling. That is a real experience I've been having that I have not been able to look at or acknowledge for years, that these people who are interested in the same things that I'm interested in, they maybe don't like my perspective. They don't really see value in the way that I'm sharing it. And that's not something that I wanted to really acknowledge. I just buried that hurt within me that they are getting their answers and what they need from somewhere else, from something that they find more valuable than me. And yeah, just to say this out loud is uncomfortable. And talking about this is uncomfortable because there is still the belief in me of like, well, maybe you just aren't really sharing anything valuable. But people have told me they like my work. People have told me that they get a lot out of my podcast and my meditations. And that's where, again, I have to bring in that question, is this true? Is it true that my work is not valuable? Or have I just surrounded myself with people who are unable to give me the support and the encouragement that I deserve and that I am worthy of? Because if people out there are seeing value in it, then I have to kind of ask myself a deeper question, which is what's really going on here. And so... For these friends who are into spirituality, but listening to different podcasts, getting meditations elsewhere, absorbing the work that I do, but from different teachers, I need to then ask myself, okay, what are they showing me? And what they are showing me is my inner belief, my inner world. I have believed I am invisible and I surrounded myself with people who reflected that back to me. I surrounded myself with people who couldn't see me because they are not interested in spirituality and they don't really want to acknowledge my interests, or they are interested in spirituality, but they don't see the gifts and the value in what I have to share. And so I have just surrounded myself with people who reflected my inner belief back to me. I am invisible. I am worthless. I am nothing. I am nobody. And for years now, I have been trying to convince these people to like me, to believe in me, to support me. And I felt like I was like just digging deeper and deeper into this hole. Like what more can I do for them to see value in me? And it's only recently been hitting me nothing. There's nothing to be done because they aren't the right people. They are the people who mirrored my beliefs back to me and at and for a long time, that made me feel safe. That made me feel comfortable. That was what I knew. I wanted to stay in this tiny little smushed down space. But now I'm realizing that there is something beyond this. And that means leaving behind this comfort zone, these people who have been my support. And it's confusing because these people I'm talking about are not bad people. I really like them. And that has kind of dragged out this whole process because when you have friends and family who are good, valuable, decent 
people, but who you have to kind of conform to in some way, it can be confusing because it's not like a toxic, abusive person where it's really obvious, like, I know this person should not be in my life when they're good, kind people, but they're just not the people who are here for your specific journey, then we often get confused of like, is it me or is it them? And really, it's neither. They just showed up at a certain time and place, but there are more people beyond this and it's embracing the unknown. And oh my God, is that not scary? Even though I know that clearing out these people who don't support me and who don't really see me will be better for me in the long run, it's scary. It's scary to leave behind these groups of friends and all of the experiences we've done together. But I also feel this like deep relief, like, like my whole soul, my whole being is taking a deep breath and just being like, finally, finally, I can be seen for who I am. Finally, I can breathe and not constrict myself for these people who I am trying to earn the approval of, who I'm trying to be something for. And for me, for the most part, with my spiritual friends, conforming to them meant never talking about my work, never acknowledging what I do. And the light within me just kept getting snuffed out because I wasn't able to breathe life into my passion. I wasn't able to say, I am so excited about this course I made. I am so excited about this podcast episode I just did about quantum shifting. I can't wait for you to listen to it. I never talked about it because they weren't interested and it would get really uncomfortable. So rather than being like, are you not interested in my work? Or rather than asking uncomfortable questions, I just went quiet and held myself back and limited myself. And now I'm just saying, no, no more of that. I love these people. I honor them for the beautiful person that they are, but they are not breathing life into my light. They are not lighting me up. They are not the people who are going into this next phase of my journey with me. And I am finally ready to say, I trust that who is going to come is coming. I trust that the people who fully see me are coming. I trust that there are people out there who will completely value me and they're on their way. And when we get into this no man's land, this kind of space in between where the old is clearing away, but the new hasn't shown up, that can be really scary. And that was definitely part of the depression I have been going through of what now? Like I, I feel like I'm grasping at straws, but I'm also returning to the trust, returning to the knowing there is something coming for me because I've had the courage to let go of wasn't working because I am having faith that something better is on its way. Something better is on its way. And it was really making that decision. And it's taken me years to get to this point of knowing I have to choose me over this comfort. I have to choose me over the comfort of these people around me. I have to choose me over letting these people in my space who reflect back to me something that I'm not. And I have to choose me over conforming myself to who they want me to be or who they see me as. And when it comes to cultivating people around me who truly support me, who are truly into the work I do and value it and are excited for it without me having to beg them to see me or support it or be interested in it, 
I have had to convince myself over and over that I am allowed to have people around me who support me. I am deserving of that. That is not just an essential human right. That is a human need. I often kept telling myself that this is too much to ask for. People don't need to show up for me in this way. And I just had to keep asking myself, but why? Why am I not allowed to have support? And it is really something that is just drilled into us our whole lives to not be selfish. Don't be greedy. Don't ask for too much. Just kind of accommodate yourself to other people. And it really gets drilled into us not to ask for the support that we are worthy of and deserving of, but to just take what we can get to power through. If people aren't there for you, maybe change yourself in order to accommodate them. And I have had to tell myself over and over within my inner circle, I am allowed and I am worthy and I am deserving of support. I don't expect everyone in my life to be fully on board with me and what I'm doing and to be interested in my podcast and my meditations. But I have come to realize that my well-being, my sense of self, it is integral to me and to my self-love to have people around me who fully reflect me back to me and not just a modified or adjusted version of myself that they accept. Those people can absolutely be in my life. I'm not saying everyone in my life needs to be this incredibly supportive type of person, but the people close to me, yeah, they should be supporting me. And yes, I am allowed to ask for that. Yes, you are allowed to ask for that. Not only are you allowed to ask for that, but again, that is a part of the human experience. We are a collective. We are co-creators. We don't do things in a vacuum. We do things in tandem with other people, whether that be literally working with them or just receiving their love and support, being fully seen by them. So whatever it is you are wanting to be seen and supported in, you are worthy, you are deserving, you are not only allowed to ask for that, but it is essential to your human spirit, to your human soul, to be able to ask for support and to receive it. And if you're not getting it like I was, you have every right to go and find the people who will support you. And this is the place I have come to myself as I kind of pull myself out of this depression. I've come to realize that the people around me are not very supportive and I can go find the people that are. They have made a choice not to really show up for me in the ways that I showed up for them. And so in that space, I am going to fill it with the people who are excited for me and who really see me and really support me. Because once again, we cannot change these other people. They are who they are, but we can turn the noise down on the influence and the effect they have on us and bring people closer to us who are going to speak to us in ways that really build that fire from within, light us up from within. I just want to say this over and over because it's taken me such a long time to get it myself. And how we get beliefs is through repetition. So for most of us, it has been repeatedly drilled into us to just accept what you 
can get. Don't really ask for much. Don't really, if people aren't being supportive of you, then just live with it. And I want to just repeatedly tell you, there are people out there who want to support you. There are people out there who it would make them so excited and so joyful to support you because they are sharing in an experience that you are. So that's the thing is when we hold ourselves back, we don't give ourselves a chance to reach and connect with the people who are looking for us. Holding myself back made me not just depressed, but it blocked me from reaching the people who want to hear what I have to say, who have experiences like I have, who relate to me. And there are people out there who relate to you who are going to see your whole full self and say, oh my God, I'm so glad you exist. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're you. I guarantee you those people are out there. They are out there. They are looking for you as much as you are looking for them, but we have to be open to it and we have to be willing to receive it and be willing to say, I am worthy of that. I am so worthy of that. The universe wants me to have this love and support because when I am loved and supported, that is how the universe loves and supports me. The universe often speaks to us through other people. So when you let in this unconditional love and support, that is the universe flowing to you joyfully and completely. And so again, one more time, you are allowed to be fully loved and supported for who you are. And those people who are going to do that are out there, but they cannot show up until we open up to them. So don't give up on that. They're out there. They're looking for you as much as you are looking for them because they understand you. They want to find you. And as I work through this myself, as I work on calling in these people who are excited for me and support me and fully see me, I know the first step in letting this in is creating it within myself because everything really is a reflection of me. And so I am starting to fully see myself. I see myself as I know I am and not as the person other people need me to be or want me to be or expect me to be. I've really been clearing that out of my mind to make room for the person I am and looking at myself and filling in the words and the feelings that I want to be calling into myself. So rather than feeling like people don't see me or value me and whether or not they really do, it's about how they've made me feel. And I am calling in the people who make me feel valued. So I keep repeating to myself, I am valuable. My work is valuable. And I am cultivating these feelings from within, rewiring the neural networks, reprogramming my beliefs so that I can put a new energy out to the world and being mindful of my time and my space. And as I work on rewriting this within, I have been more protective of my space and not letting these people really be as close to me because that kind of creates noise and confusion. And I really need everything at this time to be quiet. And one of these people even reached out to me today to hang out and I'm not going to do it. I feel I just want to go into a little bit of a cocoon, nurture myself, protect my energy, stop pouring out into people who are never going to pour back into me. Be honest about that. Be honest about how I got here. 
And this isn't about self-blame because as I talked about, beliefs develop over long periods of time and they begin developing when we're innocent little children and we don't really have a chance to know different. So when I say being honest with myself, it's not like, how did you get here? You should have known better, but it's just saying, okay, this is a belief that developed over time and I am ready to change it. And it came from external information that is no longer true and was actually never true. And I'm finding the truth of who I am, but just really being honest about, well, what, what's really going on here? What are the beliefs in me being reflected back to me? Are these people who I consider safe, safe? Am I staying here because it feels safe and it's just an illusion and I'm actually not safe here because I'm not being seen and I'm actually like in a lot of pain? That's what I mean by being honest. Being honest and bringing in compassion and love and saying, but I deserve better. I deserve to be seen. I am loved by the entire universe and the universe is on my side. And when I make a choice, when I make a decision, the universe gets to work right away. The universe is on my side. Ask and you shall receive. But because I honestly did not ask until recently in a clear and direct way, bring me something new. Show me something different. Show me a new support system I didn't get one. I just kept trying to convince the people around me to be different. And that will just make you feel like you're banging your head against the wall. We cannot change the people around us, but we can change who is around us. And that's not easy. Like I said, it took me years to get to this point of kind of baby stepping up to facing the edge of this cliff and then being like, I'm going to leap and let's hope I fly. And even though it is scary to kind of let go of this inner identity, this way of existing that I've always known and letting go of these people who have been my life for a long time now. And when I say letting go, I'm not saying cutting them off in any way. I'm just saying that they need to come into the background. I want this noise that makes me feel unsupported to be turned down. I still want these people in my life. I still care about them. I just want new people to be the dominant narrative being reflecting something different back to me, which is self-value and self-love, worthiness, knowing that I'm allowed to be seen and heard. So I just wanted to clarify that I'm not saying that like, I am just cutting them all out of my life. That's definitely not what I want, but it's just acknowledging that I'm pushing them away to clear space for something new. For me, this has been scary leading up to this, but the thing that's been pushing me forward and that was really weighing on me when I was feeling depressed the last few days is what is more scary than the change is knowing I could still be in this position five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, I could still be feeling invisible and low and blocking myself from sharing my gifts from the people who are genuinely looking for them. So I guess it's really for me become a trade-off. Do I want this scary path where I stay the same? Or do I want the scary path of the unknown? And today I choose the unknown because I know there is a higher force guiding me. I know that there is the love of the universe that's going to fill in when I let go of control and surrender to this. And I know that I am now really beginning a process of finding myself. of really seeing myself. I honestly have no idea what that looks like, what that's going to be like. This is completely new to me to say, I am valuable. I deserve to be seen and heard. And I deserve to have people around me who reflect that back to me. So I'm sure I will have more to say on this in future episodes. 
But this just kind of was something I want to talk about today because I was in such such a dark funk and I wanted to share how I am currently working through it. The majority of these episodes are based on what I am working through in the moment. I come on here and I see myself partly as a teacher because I'm sharing with you what I've learned, but I'm also always a student. I have these bad days, bad weeks. I have these negative thoughts. I have these fears. I have these doubts. And so I don't ever come on here thinking that I know it all, but I come on here with this is what I know to be true right now. I'm also a student of life and I hope that what I know right now helps you in some way. And further down the road, I may have something different to share because I am always trying to learn and grow and um, find different ways through these things. So that brings me to the end of today's episode. I hope that this was helpful to you. I hope that it helps you to feel a little bit better. And you know what? I like to end these with a little bit of like energy healing and mood boosting. And because this was an episode about some of our heavier feelings and working through self-value and self-love, let's do something like that right now. So I just want you to take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And as you're listening to this, this beautiful divine sparkling light begins pouring down on the top of your head. And this energy is coming from deep in the universe. It is coming from the highest possible energy and it is bringing to you the truth and the high energy of who you really are. And this golden energy pours down through your mind, down through your neck and through your shoulders and down your arms and out through your fingers. And this energy pours down into your chest. And it fills your heart with this beautiful golden light. And this light is like rain in the desert. It is needed. It is healing. It is nourishing. And the light continues down through your stomach, releasing tension, anxiety, and stress. Moves down through your hips and lower back. Unlocking anything that's stuck here. And the energy goes down through your legs and through your feet and pours out through the bottoms of your feet. And this golden waterfall of powerful energy continues to pour down through you, rinsing you and restoring you and reminding you of how loved you are, of how special you are of how unique you are, of how divine you are. And it is filling every cell of your body with this infinite intelligence and every cell of your body is healing and raising its vibration and coming back into alignment with the love and light of the universe. And this brings your entire energetic system back into alignment. And now I want you to just imagine that there is a circle of mirrors around you. 
And in these mirrors, your highest potential, your true self is being reflected back to you. Who you really are is being shown back to you. You are seeing how beautiful and radiant you are. You are seeing how capable you are. You are seeing how talented and gifted you are. You are seeing how loved you are and that you were created for a purpose. You are seeing versions of yourself that you maybe have never seen before, but that have always existed within you. And these mirrors of light are just reflecting all of this truth and this power of who you are back into you. And you breathe that into your heart. And now we're going to finish. And if you enjoyed that little healing exercise, do come and join me in the Healing Sanctuary, the membership. This is the Healing Sanctuary, the podcast, the public free version. In the membership, I bring in so much deep and powerful healing. There's hundreds of guided meditations and visualizations. We do everything from personal empowerment to visualizing your best life to self-love to energy healing. It's an incredible way to nourish yourself, to honor that you are deserving of love and support and healing, and you are deserving of feeling better. You can join for one month for $8 to try it out, or you can become an annual member, which is going to bring you savings and be cheaper. There is also tier two, which includes all of my courses. It's an incredible savings offer to join tier two. It includes manifesting magic, empowering visualizations, chakra healing, all kinds of powerful stuff that's really going to transform and shift you on the deepest levels. And a great way to check that out is to join tier one, the one that's only $8 per month, because you'll see samples of all of the courses within that. So you can join tier one and then check out what is exactly in tier two from tier one and then bump up to tier two if you want and then jump back to tier one if you want. There's no commitment. I designed this to be as flexible as possible so that it can be as accessible as possible to as many people um, who need this healing. So there's no commitment to any of it. You can do a one month membership. You can cancel at any time. You can go up and down between tiers. And one last thing to keep in mind is that the Healing Sanctuary and all of my work actually works on financial parity. So based on the currency of the country you're in is going to be the price you see. So if you are somewhere that isn't as strong as the dollar, don't worry, you don't have to pay my price. You will pay a price converted into your local currency because again, I want this to be accessible to as many people as possible. I want this to be something that you feel safe joining and that you're not questioning. Is this something that's going to cost too much? It is something that I hope is affordable to you while also valuing the time and energy that I've put into it because I use these meditations myself. I was using them this morning. People often ask me that, do you use your own meditations? I do, but I prefer to use older ones that I recorded a while ago so that I'm not overthinking about it, uh, like something I wish I had changed or it's just not fresh in my mind. When I listen to older ones, it feels more like something that someone else made. I have like a little bit of distance from it. But yeah, I use these. When I was depressed this morning, I used these. So these are the tools that I use. I don't just create them. I believe in them. So that is the Healing Sanctuary, the membership. You're going to find a link in my episode notes, or you can find it by connecting with me on Instagram 
at meditate underscore with underscore Melissa. And if you're not ready to join the membership, definitely come connect with me on Instagram. That way we can stay in touch and you can learn about new meditations that are being added each week, which I forgot to say, when you become a member, you get an exclusive new meditation or visualization every week. So that's going to keep bringing you back to your healing and to your center and to your recovery, to your anxiety relief, your depression relief. You're going to get this reminder every week, come back to yourself, come back to your heart. So that's the Healing Sanctuary, the membership. This is the Healing Sanctuary, the podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Field. Thank you so much for joining me for this really soulful and deep and real conversation. And I'll be back again soon. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.